Welcome to 646. My name's Thomas McManus, and we got Jay Cockrell in the studio today. How you doing, man? Hello. Not too bad. Right on. Cool. Thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's going to be... flattered that somebody actually finds me interesting. <laughs> well, fuck. I think you're one of the best bass players in town, so it makes me excited to have you here to finally actually have another bassist on the show, because you're the... What? I'm the first bassist on the show? You are the first bassist on the show. Oh, so far, sweet. it's been other guitar players and other huh. mediums and stuff like that, but yeah. Nice. Thanks, so, man. Yeah, no, this is going to be fun, because I don't very often get to talk bass, because people are like, oh, okay, you can play guitar? That's cool. And I'm mm. like, hmm, you don't, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I stopped like, expecting people to get what <laughs> they do a long time ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just other bassists are like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. It's 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 nice to be admired by some segment of the population anyway. Yeah. Well, it's actually really funny. There was this thing um, a friend of mine sent me on Facebook the other day where it's like studies show that bass is the most important instrument in a band. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck yeah. But explain further. And uh, the whole thing is about how people can pick up uh, not only rhythms, but they for whatever reason, they can pick up, um, I guess, root movements better in a lower register. Just the human ear picks it up huh. better. Which, I don't know how entirely accurate that is. Because I feel like if I hear somebody fuck up, yeah. it doesn't really matter what register you're in. If it's like a, if it's a bad one, you're like, oh, oh yeah, that's... Especially for you. You got <laughs> the perfect pitch. Yeah, well, it's, that's a curse as well as, as a blessing. I mean, it's really handy for learning shit yeah and it's 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 a hit at parties yeah <laughs> yeah it's a good uh, trick huh that's pretty much it it's i don't it's not that much of an advantage i don't think hmm. like you don't you don't find that that helps you kind of pick out like if you're writing something that doesn't help you well, formulate stuff first off i haven't really written anything in a really long time oh, okay um i just i i need to be inspired sure and uh that and everything i write ends up being really heavy and uh right. there's not really i am not i'm unaware of like a lot of people in peterborough that kind of really want to want to do this type of stuff that i would want to do yeah you go so. you do go really heavy <laughs> yeah. or you can like i mean I've, i haven't heard any of the stuff you've written but just like a couple of times you gave me a ride home from the dave matthews tribute thing yep. that we were doing yep. fuck that was fun man that was fun and i feel so bad like my my voice is still fucked up. Otherwise, I'd be chomping at the bit to do it again. It's all good, man. There's no hurry. <coughs> I don't know if any any of us are going anywhere. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but um, just some of the stuff you were showing me in the car, I was like, holy shit. It's... I remember what I played you in the car. It was okay. Vader. Uh, they're a death metal band from Poland. Yeah. They've been at it for a long time. Yeah, I had and, not heard them before. And they are still, they are still just tight as fuck it's ridiculous it was uh it was pretty crazy stuff it's wild too like um some of these like really hardcore metal bands can play such incredibly busy lines individually but still leave enough space for one another mm -hmm. that i find very very well that in like the uh i find it impressive but i was gonna say that and the the stamina oh yeah to like maintain that for Oh, geez, the drummers, man. The drummers are athletes. Yeah, they'd have to be. That like, shit should be an Olympic sport. Yeah, it's just insane. metal drumming. I've, I've watched so many hours of Sick Drummer videos on YouTube. That's yeah. a, It's a channel, Sick Drummer. Oh, okay, cool. And it's 
not always like extreme metal guys, but ninety nine percent of the time it is, and yeah. it's just insane. Yeah. Not, not. I mean, not just that stuff. Like I watch. There's a, a drum uh, instructional channel called Drumio. Oh, cool. That has like really, really sick players on it of all styles. Nice. And uh, I, I can watch that stuff for hours, much yeah. to Meg's dismay. <laughs> uh. But. Uh, she likes that stuff too. Gavin Harrison from Porcupine Tree is probably my number one drummer crush yeah. at the moment. He's the guy's just astounding. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty new to the party on Porcupine Tree, but they're fucking wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Holy shit! It's very, I mean, obviously incredibly technical, but it's it's really psychedelic too. A lot of it, which yeah. is I enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. It's, okay, so. Um, I've been kind of asking everybody the same thing, which is like sort of how they got led into either the performing arts or whatever. Like, what was the first thing that you either saw or heard or just came into contact with? It was like, oh, shit, this is this is something that should make me take notice. Um, I knew that I wanted to, to I knew that I wanted to get into music ever since I was a little kid. Mm. Um, I was born in 77, so. Oh shit! Right when uh, in the eighties, there were music videos were really taken off, and every channel had a music video show. CBC Ooh. had one. Uh, much music was on the air, yeah, and it, when right. when much music stopped being pay TV, and it right. was on basic cable, and I could just binge on music videos. <laughs> um, that was awesome, and that's uh, that's pretty much what set me on that path. Like I just couldn't get enough of it. Right. On. But anyway. Uh, to really answer your question, um, how as a, like what made me wanted to start doing this, um, when I was a little kid, there was, uh, I lived in Newmarket and there was like this Mac milk around the corner. It was like one of the only places my parents would let me walk. <laughs> and, uh, they had all these music magazines and like all these metal magazines oh, and stuff nice. like that. And they had like a rock star calendar or something with David Bowie on the front. And it was just all so mystifying to me. Right. Like. They were like real life superheroes. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, I knew that that's what I wanted to do eventually once I got older. Like we were talking, like I was like maybe seven or eight years old here. I'm not making plans. Sure. Um, it wasn't until like I was saying, much music ended up on basic cable, and uh, I st- I could watch like the Pepsi Power Hour, like <sighs> all these metals, like the the metal show, and I saw James Hetfield from Metallica with his hair whipping around all over the place and this big pointy guitar he's going like that with that right hand of his and i'm like that's what i need to do so it's uh i didn't decide on an instrument until i saw that oh wow i need to play guitar that is the fucking coolest thing i've ever seen (laughs) and uh i just kept harassing my parents until they bought me a, a shitty little acoustic for my 12th birthday nice and the deal was if I was still playing it, by the time my next birthday rolled around, mm. I'd get an electric. And they did. They bought me a little SG copy, and I would not oh, nice. stop playing it. Was it was it an Epi? Uh, no, it was... Uh, oh, what was it? Some really cheap, like, Chinese brand. I, oh, like, cool. I can't like even remember what... knockoff. It, yeah, like... Nice. It was... Sorry, Mom. <laughs> that, that guitar sucked. I, tra- <laughs> I traded it for a, a Black Flying V, which was probably oh, even nice. worse. Oh, really? Uh, but it was a Black Flying V, so... Of course. I had to have it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I yeah, I was a guitar player, like a, a metal guitar player. 
Oh, no, shit. How not, long did you do that for? Um, From when I was about 13 till... I didn't really hang up the guitar and become a bass player, bass player. Right. Until I was maybe 18 or 19. Oh, really? And I was just... Huh. I thought that I was so much better at it. And uh, it was cool to just hit a note and feel the stage move underneath you, you know? Right. And that column of air hits you in the butt. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just stuck with it. Mm. It's, um, I, like a lot of bass players, I, I took it up out of necessity. Okay. Because, I mean, we wanted to play in the in the Crestwood Talent Show so that we could be cool for one day out of the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, everybody played guitar. Oh, so yeah, as they do. I picked up the bass because, first of all, the school had one, so oh, getting okay. one was no, no problem, and because I was the shittiest guitar player in the band, uh, <laughs> so I, I, I was never much of a lead guy. I wanted to be sure. the guy chugging on the riffs underneath the lead guy. Yeah, yeah, cool. But um, yeah, I, I picked up the bass, and the first song I played in public on bass was "Heart Shaped Box." Nice. And I still had, like, my super long hair. Oh, okay. Which was not maintained well at all. That's why it's gone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just stuck with it. I'm like, shit, man, this is fun. This is this is heavy. Yeah, yeah. There's, I, I totally know what you're talking about when you mm -hmm. feel that whoosh, mm -hmm. right up against your back. And you're like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Yep. I dig it. So that's all I did uh, for the next couple of years was, uh, was just play Crestwood's bass. Oh, wow. I didn't really... I didn't buy my own base for a little while. I was actually saving up for a trip to Brazil. It's a long story. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> is that like a sepultura? Like, no, oh, okay. no, it's <laughs> just not something else. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go to Brazil for reasons mm. and, uh, that fell through. So, uh, I had all this money lying around and my, a couple of my friends wanted to put a band together and I was like, okay, well fine. Sure. I'll just, get a custom base built for me with oh. this chain with this change i got lying around so Shit. i got carbon to build me that blue fretted six string yeah yeah that yeah. you've seen i still have it that's a nice base yeah that's the first base that i that i owned was a six string base jesus that's a that's a hell of a way to start yeah really that's fucking cool though. well i knew i needed the low b yeah of course i mean it's not negotiable for a metalhead yeah and I figured, well, if I buy a five string and decide I want six later on, then I gotta buy a whole new bass. I'd rather just buy six and just not play one of the strings, you know? Sure. But eventually I started using it. Yeah, like the high C you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for um I don't I don't really use it all that often, just for harmonics and Right. And uh I know a couple of classical pieces. So I had to learn uh some classical stuff to audition for Humber. Right. And uh I would play a lot of it up there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, just like back to high school and stuff, did, or did you buy that in high school or no? No, no. I was just out of high school when oh, I bought okay. that. I was in high school for a long time. Yeah. I was in high school, uh, during OACs, like where you were there for like five years. Yeah. 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 That, oh. and I got shitty grades for a little bit. So I was there for a little bit longer than I should have been, <coughs> but I was in the same boat. Yeah. <coughs> high school was not a good time. Yeah, well. yeah. Crestwood is not a good place to have long hair and Slayer t-shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Adam Scott wasn't awesome for the long hair or the and the Zeppelin and Floyd t-shirts and stuff at the at the time. Anyway, yeah. I mean, apparently now it's a different story. Yeah, but it's like ah, really, 
why is it that now that I'm like half a lifetime past high school, that's the cool thing to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh. I was a music dork. Yeah. And I spent plenty of uh, plenty of lunch hours hanging out in the music room. Yeah. Uh, Ken DeChamp was my high school music teacher. Oh, cool. So we go back a long way. And now sometimes I sub in for him in his band. Oh, so right on. It's cool. We're like peers now. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So you you took high school uh, music all the way through high school then. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, did you play bass through high school then? I, um. Eventually, I played trumpet too. Oh, cool. Um. Because we, I actually started playing. We had band instruments at my my, my elementary school. Oh. Okay. Like, uh, and they wouldn't let me play the. They wouldn't let me play guitar or bass. I don't know if they had a bass. Hmm. I was like, can I play guitar? Like, I can play, like flute parts or something. You know, something in treble clef. And they're like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> play one of the band instruments so i was like okay well what else is loud trumpet all right <laughs> so i stuck with that for a, a couple of years and i was actually half decent on it all right but uh when i once i got the chance to play bass at school right as well as playing guitar at home i was like no turning back all in yeah yeah very cool so then um i'm, I'm just curious like other than like the first like a uh, playing it out of necessity bass what was what were some of the dudes that made you go like holy shit this is because at least for me, I had a very ignorant standpoint on what bass was until I actually started playing it. Yeah. Um, I just I thought you only followed the roots of what the guitarist was doing and because I didn't know anything. That, there's a lot of bands that are like that. Well, yeah, exactly. That's always been my biggest beef with metal. Right. Um, is the bass players just playing the guitar riff an octave down a lot of the time. And that's right. boring. Yeah, um, I agree. I like the guys who are doing their own bass lines. They're doing a bass player's job, which is to, you know, flesh out the harmony and yeah, absolutely. be that interpreter between the drummer and the, and the guitars, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell my students that all the time. It's like, we're the bridge. Mm-hmm. So you got, you can't just, uh, when I'm trying to get them to work on, uh, on the rhythms and stuff and like, uh, it's like, yeah, but you know, just, putting your fingers in the right spot isn't that's like half the story yeah you know you gotta get the mm-hmm. if you're out of time it's gonna sound like crap and your drummer's gonna hate you oh yeah so <laughs> yeah. yep so who were some of the dudes that like really kind of changed i guess you're you're listening to bass um cliff burton from metallica fuck yeah definitely right. nice he that was the first bass shredder that i became familiar with right yeah because I, I was a guitar player. I was into guitar players. So I, yeah, I had, yeah. like, pictures of Steve Vai and Dimebag Daryl in my locker in high school, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't really paying that much attention to the bass. But uh, once I got my hands on a copy of Kill 'Em All. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's that bass solo, take one. Yeah. On there. And uh, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then uh, I would hear guys like Steve Harris from Iron Maiden, who's still, yeah. like, a massive influence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, He's he's up there like, him and Getty Lee from yeah. Rush are like, the guys. Yeah, totally. For totally. Me. Well, you even got a is it twenty one twelve? Yeah, the, the little the, star the man guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, I so got cool. a tattoo <laughs> on my arm. That's my first tattoo. I got that when I was nineteen. Oh wow! Right on. You have quite a bit of ink too, don't you? Yeah, a bit. Like well, I my, mean, my left arm is done and my lower legs are done. And yeah. 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 I, I'm such a pussy. <laughs> uh, like, like I want to get like I love to have some ink, and then every time I think about that 
needle coming in. I'm like, mm. dude, my mom just got a tattoo a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like I said, man, pussy, right? Like I was, like, I have a real problem with needles though. Um, I don't know if I told you this before, but can you see the scar under my eye? Yeah. Right? I took an ice skate to the face when I was a kid. Oh shit. And I had to get like a whole bunch of freeze needles. So like oh. seeing them coming down and in, that's burned into my yeah. psyche. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So it's, I have this weird mental hurdle i feel like i need to get over hmm. before i can actually get any ink done that in every time because a, a friend of mine was like if you're gonna get inked make sure it's something you can live with like yeah forever so like i've had a couple of designs drawn up and i'll like hang them up and i'll look at it every day for a couple of months yeah and then i'll be like and for whatever reason this the the novelty of it tends to wear off i go mm, maybe not forever well, so that's probably for the best then. It's not yeah. really something to be impulsive about. Yeah, totally, totally. But I got to say, the, the 2112 Star Guy, that's something that I probably would get done as well. Yeah. Or like the the Zeppelin runes, I'd probably get those just because for me, that's always been uh, a big act. You're safe with a band tattoo of someone like Zeppelin. Yeah, because I think so. <laughs> they're done. There's, there's yeah, no, right? they're they not going to, they're not going to fuck up. <laughs> And uh, I was pretty certain about Rush at that time, like yeah, it's like ah, I don't. I mean, think they they have some albums that that a lot of people think are questionable. Yeah. Um, but they never sold out. They never yeah. they never jumped the shark. Yeah. Right. And uh, they they still play like every bit as good as they used to. Yeah. Although it's, they they feel it a lot more. That's why they're not touring anymore. But yeah. Yeah. Which is, that is a bummer. Did you, you got a chance to see them live? Oh, shit, yeah. Okay, Every good. time they've been to Toronto since 97. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, so you've definitely seen them more than I have. Yeah. Okay, very yeah, cool. And good. They, they never disappoint. Yeah, no, I know, right? I've seen them um, six or seven times. Right on. But, like, every time I've seen them, like, it's weird. Like, you go and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go see Rush. I, you know, I know yeah. it's coming. Every single time, just chin on the fucking floor oh yeah it's like and it, it reminds wow. me every time why i love that band so much right like i hardly ever listen to them yeah to be honest with you i don't need to yeah it's all it's yeah. every note every symbol hit is yeah. uh permanently archived up here my kid yeah. probably knows these songs by now <laughs> it's genetic like, memory just genetically <laughs> yeah <encoded. laughs> that's awesome she gets to hear a lot of stuff yeah everything yeah. all over the map that's cool um it was Melody Gardot today. Okay. For a few minutes, and it was crushing doom metal uh, <laughs> Inverloch last night. Inverloch. Yeah, they're on on relapse. They're just. It sounds like like a wall of darkness nice. <laughs> coming out of your speakers. That's fantastic. Check that stuff out. I I should. That sounds cool. Yeah, but oh. we we don't have any issues playing any kind of music around Good. the kid. Like, I don't I don't think people should because it, like it's whether it sounds scary or not. I mean, like shit. Like you don't have to listen to uh, metal just to get scary sounding music. Like if yeah. there's some classical that's fucking terrifying. Oh yeah, man. Like doesn't have to be like kind of stuff, <laughs> right? Like it can yeah. obviously. But all right, sorry, I didn't mean to change the subject no. there. No, fucking that's... parents always wanting to talk about their kids, eh? Yeah. Uh, it's all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to your show. Oh, sh hey, whatever, okay. man. It's the tangents are abound on yeah. this show. It happens all, all right. the time. Like uh, the episode that would have come out 
last week, which is like a handful now, because this is episode 16, um, and uh, the last, oh, dude, um, I have some friends that have a, a podcast about film called A Frame Apart, I have them on, yeah. I've had them on twice, and uh, the the last one was, um, <laughs> it was kind of gross, like, okay. there, was, there was some, like, it, it's funny to me, anyway, but like, just some horrific... <laughs> horrific stuff was said okay it's, but uh so permanently archived on yeah, the internet forever it, yeah yeah totally making really messed up jokes about a porn parody of bed knobs and broomsticks oh yeah oh. Uh, yeah right oh <laughs> so oh, just like tangents are you know yeah they're bound okay. to happen fair enough yeah <laughs> so don't feel don't feel too bad about steering it wherever. It doesn't really matter. Um, uh, okay, so um, played you played in high school. You started yep. listening to, to more and more stuff like that. Uh, you said that you started uh, working out classical pieces that you had to learn for your audition for Humber. Yeah, yeah. Well, I figured that I wasn't really going to go a, a lot farther here in peterborough right and let's face it being a teenager in this town especially the kind of awkward dorky teenager that i was yeah it was not a good time and i needed to get the fuck out of here so yeah. and i wanted to i wanted to be a better musician yeah like totally so that was the plan was to audition for humber and go to school there and live in toronto and uh so i got a hold of the audition requirements and you had to learn a classical piece mm. So I learned the uh, prelude for uh, Bach's cello suite uh, number one in G. Cool. And uh, that was my that was my thing. And uh, I've heard people do it on upright bass. It's oh, just weird. Wow, I was all, I was proud of myself for pulling it off on a six. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's it's a, it's a tricky piece. Everybody's heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of one of his greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, wild. So, like, uh, you were saying you were playing it up quite a bit higher. So, like, on yeah, the, well, like, I was playing it in the cello's thing. range. Right, right. So you would have like to... in the same octave as where the cello would play it. Right. So yeah, you would have to bring it quite a ways up. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Did you um, just speaking of upright? Bleh, God, I'm having trouble speaking. Sorry. Speaking of upright, <laughs> uh, did you have to? Um, did you play upright in school at all? Yeah, badly. Oh, okay. That's actually the one credit I'm missing from my uh, oh, wow. diploma because I broke my wrist uh, crowd surfing at a strapping young lad show. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so most of my, uh, most of my teachers were cool about it. I was like, Hey, I can't play. Can I do some kind of alternate work to right. make up the marks? And they were like, yeah, sure. But uh, my, my upright bass teacher was like, how'd you break your wrist? I was like crowd surfing at a metal show. And he's like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. okay yeah fair enough yeah i was like is there some kind of alternate work i can do for this credit and he's like no the whole point of this class is to play and now you can't play because of your stupid decisions so no whoa and <laughs> yeah that's the one credit i'm missing but you know what i'm not too worried about it because a music diploma gets you fuck all anyway yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, whatever i did well yeah in in that in that class like I have pretty good marks for the most part. Right on. For being a obnoxious metalhead, <laughs> like with the chip on his shoulder. Uh, 
because there's a lot of there's a lot of jazz dorks in that place yeah that will look down their noses at you if yeah. you're not uh talking about coltrane every lunch break and stuff like that it's yeah music school is a funny place yeah yeah it, it can be i i enjoyed the majority of my time and i went to mohawk i wasn't good enough to get into hummer so <laughs> <laughs> so i went to mohawk um <laughs> like <clears throat> i couldn't read sheet music and I had very little at the time because I was just like, oh, I'm going to play what I play and fucking blah. Yeah. Right? So I had at the time I had very little interest in, in any kind of classical music and which I mean, I've, I've come to appreciate considerably more as I've gotten older. But, yeah. you know, when you're young and stupid, you're like, oh, fuck everything but what I like. Yeah. So, um, so I, I hey man, some people never grow out of that. That's true. That's true. Um. I feel like, honestly, though, I feel like school did help me grow out of that because it introduced me to a lot of different stuff that I otherwise wouldn't have listened to. Yeah. And also just um, schools of thought on playing. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. If I if I actually take the time and learn how to play this shit, I will mm-hmm. be a better player. Yeah, and, there's really no way that you can't be. Right? Like, like if even if all you... Even if all you're doing is just learning how to play the song, mm-hmm. if you can do that, that's like a fundamental of your instrument that you've just learned pretty much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, yeah, I, I, I did take a, <coughs> pardon me, I took a different kind of opinion of, of a lot of a lot of stuff that I thought I knew mm-hmm. <laughs> before I went there. Also, um, I had my ego just fucking shattered. Oh, geez, yeah. So, oh my god. <laughs> I cried in my first year improv class. Yeah. Oh man, I've never improvised. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess because like, eh? like metal is very it's super structured. You, the song is written the way it's written, and you learn how the song goes, and you you play it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I I could improvise kind of crappily, right? Just, just relying on my ears. Right. Right. Um, but it was it was a painful experience, and I got owned yeah yeah i still don't think i'm not i wasn't happy with my improvising all through school i don't feel sure it's not until like now 10 years later yeah after playing in bars like for years and years and years now now i'm somewhat happy with my improvising yeah yeah i know what you mean it's funny like i i'm the same kind of way i i was very much of like the play it to the record Mm-hmm. That that yeah. was just how I learned because I you know I didn't have I didn't take lessons until I went to college yeah so oh wow so everything was uh, lifted mm-hmm. basically because uh, I mean you're a bit older than me but I mean shit I, obviously you remember a time before the internet uh, yep. as as I do I used to run a BBS man what's a BBS <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry stands <laughs> uh, for bulletin board system and you would run this remote access software okay. on your computer. And people would, you'd have to have a dedicated phone line if you wanted it to be useful at all. Right. Um, and people would actually dial in straight to your computer and oh. play little text-based games and send messages to people and shit like that. Okay. That sounds really similar to, um, do you remember, do you remember Doom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I used to do uh, deathmatch battles with like. A buddy of mine was like my next door neighbor and another buddy lived across the street and you actually had to dial in that phone number and it would call mm-hmm. the house and if somebody picked up the phone and it'd ruin your connection. Yeah. I remember doing that kind of shit and it made those horrible, horrible sounds. Oh yeah. The old school dial up modems. Awesome. But um 
like just not having obviously internet access and just I was so ignorant for such a long time like mm-hmm. and not the kind of new reappropriated term for ignorant like just like a piece of shit yeah but like I just genuinely had no idea um, I didn't know that there were guitar magazines and, mm-hmm. and bass magazines and stuff that came with transcriptions sometimes yep so everything that Devin and I did for the longest time was lifts Good. so yeah oh yeah it, it helped to train the year in a yeah. big way um, but um, but that totally eliminated the possibility on like I didn't even know improvisation was a thing mm-hmm. until I was like graduating high school I was like oh what the fuck you mean you just make it up yeah that's terrifying <laughs> you know oh, it's it's always terrifying <laughs> for me anyway yeah uh, i i'm like i'm i'm more comfortable with it now but like shit same same sort of thing like it's you know i've been out of school for uh i was 27 when i graduated so like four or five years been out of school and it's not until like now really that i'm starting to be like I can, I can do this. I can, <laughs> yeah. I can kind of hold my own for, for improv, but, uh, I find that, uh, I have a whole lot of stock licks though. Yeah. That I, that I go to pretty regularly. Hmm. Do you, do you fall into that? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I steal from Getty Lee and Steve Harris Yeah. at every gig I play. Alex Webster from Cannibal Corpse too. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, with him at all. I, I know but. who he is. And like that guy's I, just a monster, just like, a monster. That's why it, where I got that three finger picking. Yeah, thing. well that that's amazing to me because my ring finger sucks. Oh man, the guy's just an animal, and he's like a real musician's musician. Yeah, like he's not your stereotypical, you know, dimwit metalhead bass player. <laughs> right. Although there's lots of those out there. But I love no, this string. The guy, <laughs> no, the guy is just a, a, he's just a monster, whether you're, whether you like death metal or not. Right. Just the stuff that this guy pulls off live night after night after night. It's crazy. There's a video of him jamming with uh, Victor Wooten and Steve, I think it's Steve Bailey. Really? Maybe? Uh, yeah. Shit. They just do this kind of weird diminished thing in B. Oh, it was, it was pretty great. Right, he's right. a if you yeah check him out for sure but, yeah. but those are my three guys alex webster yeah getty lee and steve harris okay. uh honorable mention to john myung from dream theater oh yeah yeah he's that's, pretty crazy that's that's why i bought the six string yeah okay i mean one of the one of the main reasons besides the practicality reason like what if i don't what if i want this string later and i don't have it for sure for sure I but because like, myung's uh, got the yeah yeah you ever played his signature bass, the Yamaha one from a few years ago? I haven't. That's no. like a fucking coffee table, man. I don't know <laughs> how he plays it. Uh, it's huge. The necks are crazy. Uh, like I've seen them. I haven't tried one, but I have seen them, and I like. Uh, I know what you mean. Like it's the neck is insane. Well, on just about any, I've been playing four strings like my whole life. So anytime I even pick up a five, I'm like, this is fucking big. <laughs> like, but. I I almost I almost bought this um, Music Man bongo. Nice. Um, but Amber and I just got the van, and I was like, we just spent like almost ten thousand dollars on a van. If I yeah. come if I come home with like a twenty five hundred dollar base, even though it's on <laughs> sale, it's like it but would have been normally sale. three grand. <laughs> I like, bought uh, my my oh. little I bought a little GK <laughs> practice amp. Yeah. Um financed it uh my, i'm making my last payment next month nice. so uh 
I got it. I got that right after I found out that Meg was pregnant. Oh, and I was like, fuck. I'm, I'm never going to have any disposable cash ever again. Right. So, but, I, but I need a new practice amp. So I got this new practice amp and, and, and I just basically begged forgiveness yeah rather than asking for permission i was like look i need a new practice amp and if i'm ever gonna have a chance it's right now uh, so, yeah <laughs> yeah oh man i gig with that thing do you yeah right on it sounds great nice speaking of gigging and stuff like that um you got out of college um uh, did you didn't did you ever play in any jazz bands or anything no i played no. in a death metal band nice like, like a really techie crazy brutal death metal band why what was it called uh, they were called nephelium in toronto we've we made one album cool and uh promptly disintegrated oh <laughs> but, well they continued on with some other guys um but they uh, to my knowledge they haven't recorded anything uh -huh. but that was that was interesting yeah be uh play doing the whole toronto metal scene thing right i'm not familiar with the toronto metal scene or many metal scenes to be honest with it's, you is yeah that's fine man it's not for everybody yeah was i suck at metal so <laughs> like i you know i mean i was I, when i was in high school and in listening to well I, I wasn't bad at thrash when i was doing it like all the time i you heard know, you but, play bark at the moon at party for pack yeah so don't you fucking tell me you <laughs> metal. that is my favorite aussie song that is a fun tune yeah yeah um, Devin's uh, my older brother. You've met Devin. Yeah, um, I used to work he, with Devin at HMV. That's right. I totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, he's he's definitely more the metal guy uh, than I am. Um, he fucking idolized like all those big cats. Like, um, shit. Well, he he's the guy that got me into Sabbath. Uh, nice. I remember I came home one day and he's like, "Dude, you have to hear this band." They're scary. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Cause we were, I was like 11, I think. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're scary. He's like, dude, it's, it's scary. Yeah. And he put oh, on man, that uh, first black Sabbath album. Yeah. And that first song. Yeah. The birth of heavy metal right there. Yeah. And he, and that's that we, we listened to, uh, he showed me the, the self-titled track black Sabbath. Yeah. And he's like, check this out. And I was like, ah, uh. mm-hmm what the and like the hackles were up and it was so funny my immediate reaction this is how much of a nerd i am my immediate reaction was like the singer sounds like the green goblin <laughs> from <laughs> spider-man oh you know? jeez like, what is this <laughs> that stands before me that's pretty good man and i was like huh it's green goblin you know like, i'll get you next time spider-man <laughs> you know i was like that's crazy <laughs> i was like and ever since, that like, great. and I was obsessed with Sabbath ever since that. And then I started like really listening to what Geezer was playing. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, holy shit, this dude's playing like bass solos underneath the guitar yeah. solo. I didn't know you could do that. Shit, yeah. And I was like, wow. Geezer's Which... such a huge part of their sound. <laughs> oh, so many yeah. bass players don't get any fucking credit. I know, right? You know, like it's it's so funny like when you like, talk about Zeppelin, right? And all anybody, and Plant yeah. And, and then you know, Page and Plant to John Bonham to a lesser degree, yeah. You know, like, any, anybody who knows about drums knows about John Bonham, yeah. So yeah. like, so I guess some some normies might know who John Bonham is, <laughs> normies. but nobody ever talks about the bass player. Oh, nobody ever talks crazy, about John right? Paul Jones, who is by far the most talented member of that band, in my opinion. 
I, I would have to concur with that. I mean, more like, like shit. Like, look at the stuff he's done afterwards. Yeah. Like, it's fucking bananas. And all the instruments that he plays. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a huge inspiration for me to be like, well, why couldn't I pick up another instrument? Yeah. Fuck it, why not? I've been right? putting off learning piano for years. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> uh, just start with all the white keys. Yeah. <laughs> C major. Everywhere you go. Yep, pretty much. So I uh, mean, it's... I, I should pick it up. I really should. Yeah, I mean, I've been a musician for two-thirds of my life now or something like that, so yeah. I know how it works. I just need to get some chops up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm... Fuck, me too. My piano chops are kind of... I'm Well, I'm good enough to teach, like, beginner piano at work. Yeah. But that's, that's about... It's weird. I actually... It's so funny because I don't even really consider myself a real piano player. And I've got a lot of piano students. And I'm like, huh. which is so bizarre. You know, I'm like. That's got to be a head fuck. A little bit. A little bit. Because like. How long is it going to be before they figure out that I don't know what I'm doing? <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I mean, it's the same thing though. Like, I understand theoretically and all that kind of stuff. But my, like, you know, and I got a decent handling on on relatively good technique. Um, now, it, like, luckily, uh, you know Cookie. Yeah. Um, Not really well. Okay. But you know who he is. Yeah. He's a fucking shredder. Yeah. His his lesson room's next door to mine. So anytime <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, anytime I have a student that's, like, really catching up on me, I'm like, dude, you got to show me something quick. <laughs> and he's like, okay, check this out. <laughs> Sorry. I should have waited till you You're giving, have... a, giving away your tricks to the trade here, Ah, uh, fuck it. Uh, whatever. But, uh, yeah, no. And, um, but it's, it's. I, I enjoy it and it's making me a better piano player to yeah. have to stay ahead of of some of my students so it's probably for the best that I'm not a teacher yeah yeah I, I'm not a good teacher don't have the disposition no I, I don't think so <laughs> I, I don't know it's like knowing what you're talking about and being able to explain what you're talking about yeah to somebody that has no idea what you're talking about yeah that's those are entirely separate skills and yeah. I just don't have it. It can be tried. And, and I don't have the patience. That's something that's honestly, that's taken me the longest to learn is like, you can't just be like, just do it. You know? Cause <laughs> like, well, I listened to, uh, <laughs> I listened to your interview with Ben. Right. And, uh, he said something that I've said like a fucking thousand times. If I've said it once, uh. it's like, um, you already explain a concept in the best way that you know how, like the clearest, yeah. most explicit way that you know how to say it. Yeah. And if they don't get it, your student doesn't get it. You're like, um, okay, now what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's yeah. It's it's weird. It is a totally different skill set. Like I've I've had to really change the way because like the way I think about music totally works for me. Yeah. You know, it's like. Um, as I'm sure, you know, the way you think about it works for you. And mm-hmm. like, I'm sure there's probably a lot of crossover. We could, we could have a musical conversation and, and be fine. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah. Um, but then when you're trying to explain it to somebody, when they're like, what do you, what yeah. do you, what do you mean? Root five. What is, uh, yeah. it's like, this is a really simple concept. Mm. It's not root. This is, no, you this can't is not, say that. Yeah. No, I know. Right. And you're like, ah, shit, wait, hang on. So it's like the, oh, like having to figure out new ways to explain stuff. Yeah. Is, it's, it's good though. It's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's definitely, it's given me more patience because there have been times where I'm just like, <sighs> I had some theory students in Toronto. I oh, taught, I taught some like advanced theory. 
for a cool. bit. Cool. Um, so a lot of it was it was a little easier than right. you know trying to teach a seven year old how to play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I have done, and it was not pleasant. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I could just. Uh, I don't know why. Just. I don't want to get too off topic. We'll come back yeah, to this yeah, real yeah. quick. But the first time I ever saw you play, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> How? Well, just, you you look so fucking metal. And and the way you move when you play, you you look like a man possessed. You know? Which is which is great. Well, thanks. I'll take that. Yeah, no, it's... And I mean that as, as a good thing. But, like, you had the tats and you're like, you had this really fucking, like, kind of look on your face. <laughs> And I was like, holy shit, that dude's intense. I get self-conscious about that. I think I look ridiculous when I play, but it's completely involuntary, so I don't really worry yeah. about it. Oh, dude, I, th- I think everybody has their own, like, horrible play face. Oh, God. Like, I've seen pictures of myself. The Wawa face. Oh, Everyone right? makes the Wawa face. <laughs> yeah. Even if you consciously try not to, you just do it. Your yeah. mouth just does it. Yeah. Uh I know I look ridiculous when I play, but at this stage of my life, I'm like, fuck it. It's coming out one way or another. Like, Lindsay actually called me out. Lindsay Barr actually called me out on my, my stage antics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a couple of times. She's like, look, man, you got to cut that shit out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, maybe I do. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I can, I, can, I can dial it back a bit. Yeah. There, there was definitely uh, an awkward period where I was getting all these gigs playing all this other music. Right. Like some really laid back shit, and I'm still like having this vicious altercation with my instrument. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I just need to, just need to chill. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's an odd juxtaposition when it looks like you're about to bite the head off a bat when you're playing "Bring It On Home" by <laughs> Sam Cooke. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But uh, I I have to give Lindsay and uh, and Chris Collins credit for uh, yeah just what feels like exponential growth as a musician for me, like yeah. uh, playing with those guys and, and doing such different stuff yeah. compared to, to what I, what I still listen to like 95% of the time yeah, and yeah. what I, what I had ever played before, you know, now I'm playing reggae and Motown and you're good at it. Like, geez, I'm, I am not happy with my reggae at all. Well, I don't know, man, you fool like, me. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, fake it till you make it. Right. But, um, cause I want it to sound good, right? Yeah, of course. So, you know, I really listen to these guys and try and figure out what exactly they're doing. And, mm-hmm. and it's so different to the way that I play. If I just pick up my bass and decide I want to play it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, Chris and Lindsay have just thrown all this other shit. And, and other, the other people I play with too, they just throw these sure. songs at me that I've never played before. And it's so awesome to take on those kinds of challenges i'm so glad that i did yeah i feel like i'm finally maybe in control of my instrument again, <laughs> you know instead of just trying to keep up with it yeah yeah i it's funny like i'll 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 go through these weird periods where i'm like yeah i'm doing really well sweet but then i'll listen to somebody else like um just like in terms of uh, if I'm feeling good about my blues playing, I'll listen to somebody like Pino Palladino. Oh yeah, and I'll be like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that cat's everywhere, man. <clears throat> He's amazing. He played on the last Nine Inch Nails album. Did he really? Yep. That motherfucker. toured with him. Toured with him and everything. He's so good. 
he it looks it, so it, good. It looks weird. The live footage. Cause I, yeah. Trent is up there being Trent. Yeah. And there's Pino Palladino, all like fucking ten feet tall of him. Yeah. Standing there with his fretless bass, just bobbing his head. Yeah. Playing just this crazy dissonant an shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Lindsey Buckingham was on that album too. Really? Yeah. He shit. did some guitar on that. I I haven't listened to the newest. No, uh, not the not the new new. Oh, not the, okay. Um, not the actual events, that new EP. No, I'm talking about hesitation marks. Pino's, oh. Pino's all over that. Shit. Oh, man. Yeah. I got to check that out. Mm-hmm. I, I went through a massive Nine Inch Nails fan when I was a kid. Oh, Trent's um, a fucking genius. Yeah, totally. I would, I would listen to that guy mow his lawn. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just... No, he's not just a musician. Like, that guy just... Ma- he makes compositions with sounds yeah. that happen to have musical elements as well. Yeah, oh, like, totally. Like, shit, I remember the first time I ever heard, like, any of their stuff, believe it or not, was actually on that game Quake. Yep. And I was like, what is this music? And, um, uh, one of the, one of the levels had that track Ruiner, which I believe... I like that one. I like that one a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was off Downward Spiral? Yep. Yeah. And so, um, like, my older brother and I heard it, and we're like... Okay, well, we got to go get this record, mm-hmm. which was sweet because like um, that became a big thing was was record collecting and stuff yeah. like that. Oh shit! Yeah. I imagine you're probably in the same boat. Mm-hmm. What uh, do you do vinyl as well? No, or, I don't no? like vinyl. Really? Yeah, I I don't know. I'm one of the one of the few musicians I know that just doesn't like vinyl. Any particular reason? It's a pain in the ass to carry around. That yeah. I can't. Let's face I, it, I could never dispute that. It's uh, they're heavy as just, fuck. Just physically impractical. It's yeah. it's enough of a pain in the ass to have like six, seven hundred CDs. Yeah. And those things are like what a sixth of the size. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's. I don't like it for that reason. That and and, uh, Rick Emmett from Triumph was one of my teachers at Humber. He explained this to me. Uh, on vinyl, as the needle gets toward the center of the record obviously there's less space to work with right right because the circles are getting smaller so the yeah, grooves yeah. have to get smaller and the bass frequencies suffer right if that happens so that's why almost everything is like double triple platters now right so that you can okay mitigate that effect huh at least that's how it was explained to me that's crazy that's but, really uh, cool though i i was unaware of that i mean it makes sense but huh but I'm That's still really very good. much into like buying physical CDs. Like I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm old school that way. Yeah, me not too. I don't buy nearly as much as I used to. Yeah, uh, oh sure. I mean, when you when you have a kid, you can't really be. Yeah. I can't really be <laughs> blowing all kinds of money on CDs. So. Yeah. But I still buy like the guys that I'm really into, and I listen to everything else on Spotify. Really. Right. I'm pretty new to the Spotify party, but it's pretty fucking great. I I have yet to actually investigate it. I it's remember kind of controversial. You... Yeah. Um, but I figured. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's kind of controversial. Like, yeah. um, apparently, they don't pay the artists very well. I've heard that. I've heard that. But uh, I mean, at least they're getting paid. Yeah, it is something. Yeah, which I mean, I feel like at least on a in the indie scene. Um, Live music payment has really kind of suffered in the last 10 years or so. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do, man? I mean... Yeah, just keep playing. <laughs> people don't give a shit about live music anymore. Yeah. I mean, nobody uh, in, like, the, the club-going crowd, you know, like... Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the people that 
go to clubs specifically to hear. Yeah, like, like the the people that, by my experience in in this area anyway, the people that come out to check out live music are like in their thirties, their forties, and like older than that. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. It, it's just I'm not saying that this is true by any stretch, but just from my observations of being out around. Sure. Sure. active in this town anybody under 30 just wants to go watch some asshole with a laptop in a club yeah yeah there are some, like i have seen small pockets of younger people that are into live music but it's nowhere near the vast majority which are like hey let's go to karaoke and you're like yeah really you don't want to go see these people like do it really fucking well like i get i get the odd drunken karaoke excursion oh jeez, yeah but like I don't know, like, when, when a band that I love... Well, Colin James came to town recently. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to um, get a free ticket, so I... Nice. Fucking pounced on it. That motherfucker could play. Oh, my God. Dude, it was so good. It was so good. Oh. I'm sure it was. Oh, it was so good. And, uh, like, he had he had a really great sax player with him. He brought a harmonica player with him, which he hasn't done in a very long time. Huh. And, um, well, like, I you know... I'm trying to be a harmonica player as well. So I just, the dude's tone was insane. Nice. Um, but there, there were actually surprisingly, even at a Colin James show, there were a couple younger people, but I would say like 90, like, yeah, 90% of the people there were at least 10 to 15 years older than me. Hmm. So I was like, Hmm. Okay. Well, cool. You know what? Whatever, man. Yeah. I, I don't I, even put that much thought into it. I just go see the bands I like and whoever's okay. there is there. Oh, it, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, as well, long as, as long as nobody's trying to ruin it for you. Oh, totally. It was, I was just thinking like, man, it would be really great for some younger people to see this kind of caliber of musicianship. That would have been sweet. But... I'm, I'm sure they're out there. Yeah. Every now and then, you know, I'll, I'll see some teenage prodigy or something on YouTube or yeah. Or whatever, or I'll I'll hear about someone I know, their kid wants guitar lessons or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it renews your faith in humanity a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But like uh, like I was saying before we started recording, you know, we were, we were talking about optimism. I'm like, I'm, yeah. so, I'm sorry, man, I don't share it. Yeah. Like, I try. I try. It's a, that's an interesting position to be in. Yeah. Like, uh, trying to raise a kid yeah. when you think that the world is a really shitty place. Yeah. Like you don't want them to know that. Like, you don't want to sure. scare them, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm hoping I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure you will, man. We'll see. Uh, it's like like a lot of other things in life. You figure out how to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just do it long enough. Fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, fake it <laughs> yeah. till you make it, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so, uh, just speaking of Lindsay and stuff, you played with her for quite a while, and, like, you did yeah. some touring and stuff like that. Yeah, we went and played out east. That yeah. was also an interesting experience. Yeah. What's your take on touring? I'm um, just curious. I haven't really done a lot of touring, okay. to be honest with you, because um, I've either just been playing in little local scenes and, like, cover bands, or I was playing full-throttle fucking death metal. Right. Which does not pay the bills. Yeah. In the vast majority of cases. If you're like one of the big guys, like Cannibal Corpse or whatever, mm -hmm. they make a living at it. They don't live like kings or anything, but no, no. they make a living. Yeah. So I had to work. Yeah. Like most musicians that I know, yeah. I have to work. So touring is just out the window. Forget it. Especially right. living in Toronto. Yeah. That yeah. shit is expensive. Yeah. It's expensive because okay. it's worth it. Yeah. 
but uh yeah no touring for me okay i i mean i've played i've done the odd like super long road trip to play a gig sure we drove five hours to sudbury yeah to play uh this sudbury metal festival cool which was that was pretty cool was with that was with that was with the death metal band band. and uh we went up there with uh you know sam dunn from uh metal a headbangers journey yes okay yeah, um, yeah yeah his band was his band shared a practice space and a couple of band members with my band oh cool so both of us played and we we all went up there that's and, awesome uh, yeah it was cool why did i bring that up Touring. i was going i was going somewhere with that Touring. oh yeah so it was just this big metal festival in Sudbury, like five hours away and five hours back. And when we got back, the TTC was on strike. So oh Jesus, <laughs> getting home was a huge pain in the ass. Because oh, we, fuck. yeah, that's the extent of my touring life okay. right there. Cool. Well, and and going out to Newfoundland, Newfoundland with Lindsay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I made it my personal mission to try every beer available. Nice. That was every beer that was made that was unique to Newfoundland. I made it my mission to try them all. And I only missed one. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I couldn't get it. Uh, Maybe next time. Yeah. Uh, I heard a funny story. Lindsay told me about the time uh, you guys ordered, I think it was a lobster. Yep. And the face was still on it. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that kind of freaked me out. (laughs) You didn't want to eat his face? No, not not really. (laughs) Like, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that. I'm about to just tear into this animal at sure. my table, but I don't need to be reminded of it. <laughs> it's a uh, no more cognitive dissonance than I already have. Uh, all right. But, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of fucked up. Cause uh, I, I've eaten all kinds of stuff where it's like, look at me in the face, Yeah. which is, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, some people are, uh, against it because like cruelty and stuff like that but uh then and other people are just squeamish because it's a face and i totally i totally understand that but i have to say some really awesome flavors it's fucked up is that i know that sounds really weird i've been i've been thinking about that a lot more than than i used to yeah it's getting harder and harder to reconcile my love for animals with the fact that i like to eat them yeah um something that i i find makes it a little bit easier is um at least for the majority of a lot of meat that I eat at home. Um, my in-laws have a farm and, and they raise, they raise their own pigs. They raise their own sheep and stuff like that. So, and, and they're free range. Yeah. So I know they've had like, it's not like the horrific conditions of like factory farming yeah. and like the really fucked up gross stuff that you would see in like, uh, I think it was food Inc. Yeah. That oh man. That, that was, a... was upsetting. Oh, I didn't want to eat anything after watching that. Right. It's like, just... well, Got to starve to death now. Yeah. I'm a level five vegan. I Uh-oh. don't need anything with a shadow. <laughs> Jeez. How did we get on the stuff? I don't know. All right. Uh, the, the lobster. Yeah. The lobster's face yes, on yes. tour. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. What, what now? Back to the music dorkery or what? Sure. Why right. not? Uh, what, are you, what are you currently listening to, like, possibly, like, on repeat uh, right now? Mayhem. Okay. The Mysterious Dom Satanas Alive. Um they just um they're mayhem is like i don't know if you're familiar with with who they are or not not. they're like the norwegian black metal band pretty much if 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 you were to ever if you were to only tell somebody about one band in that scene you should probably tell them about that band 
Okay. All that crazy shit, like the church arsons and the stabbings and whatever, okay. involved either members of that band or someone like directly connected to that band. It's oh, they're infamous. I remember hearing about them on I think it was Headbangers Church. Yeah, but anyway, all that aside, mm. they just happened to make some fucking dark ass music. Right. And uh, their debut album, uh, De Mysterious Dom Satanus, around that's the album that all this crazy shit basically happened around okay um they're on tour now the one the guys that are still alive <laughs> oh my god um they're on tour now playing that whole that whole album in its entirety like front to back cool and they made a live album of it okay. and uh so that's what i've been listening to because nice. i love that album it's a great album right but right. It, like most like a lot of that stuff it sounds like shit right yeah kind of uh poor recording quality yeah i mean yeah. i i like it yeah, I, I kind of like the lo-fi sound on a lot of stuff. It really sure. kind of adds to the atmosphere. Yeah, that it, kind of gives it that you don't, grime. You don't want it to sound too squeaky clean. Right, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so they're out touring and they're playing this whole album front to back and they made a live album of it and it sounds fucking fantastic and that's what I've been listening to. Awesome. Uh, what else? I've been on kind of a Devin Townsend binge lately. I, I can't blame you. That dude's insanely good. Yeah. Jesus. So good. Uh, what else? What else? Um... Does that bring you flashbacks of breaking your wrist? He was so cool about that. Um, he's such a prolific artist. Yeah. Um, at the time, I think it was like 2003 or something that this happened. Um, he So he played Toronto with strapping. Right. And then he came back around like maybe a month later with the Devin Townsend band. So I went to both shows, right. obviously. So I show up at the DTB show with my busted wrist and a cast on. I'm like, hey, man, I broke my wrist at your gig. And he's like, that's fucking badass. <laughs> he like, signed Signs my it? cast. Oh. I still have it. I still have this nasty, Do you really? sawn-off fiberglass cast oh, with that's Devin Townsend's awesome. name on it in silver Sharpie. You can't even really see it anymore. But right. I know, but it's, you know, I know it's where there. it is, so I can see it kind of still. That's sick. It's pretty nasty. I should probably throw it out, to be honest with you. Yeah. Is it moldy? No. I so I fine. like scooped all the nasty shit out of it, so I just have the fiberglass. You're probably fine. But yeah, okay. It's just one of those things that I cart around from house to house. Yeah. For got, no reason. I got weird shit just like that. Just like too. vinyl. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> I have a lot of vinyl. <laughs> That's fine, man. I'm just busting, uh, uh, busting your balls. Actually, speaking of vinyl, I got this really cool record of um, they're like this weird, like classical kind of prog band from um. I want to say Holland. I'm pretty sure they're from Holland. <coughs> Who are they? Uh, they're called Finch. You ever heard of Finch? No. Not, and there's another... I, I heard of a hard... A, isn't there a hardcore band called there Finch? There is a hardcore band called Finch. This one's from 1973, I believe, oh, though. Oh, okay. And uh, they're fucking insane. Huh. I, I'll have to throw some on for you sometime. Yeah. Because they're bananas. And it's, uh, it's a concept record. And it's totally instrumental completely instrumental hmm. um and um as far as i know as far as i know the bassist is actually the leader of the band i'll have to double check the liner notes but um i was pretty high when i was listening to it so <laughs> i can't really remember um but uh it was just uh i was I, I bought the record in bc and i heard the the music come pouring out of a, a record shop and it's like we're going in there yeah and i was like what do you have playing right now and it's like oh it's this band called finch i was like I'll take it. Hmm. I was just like, I had to have it. And it's, they're fucking insane. They're so good. Um, but, uh, yeah. I sold so many CDs that way. Yeah. Uh, working at HMV in Toronto. Yeah. When we were allowed to play our own music. 
Yeah. And we had separate departments. Like, I worked in the metal department, obviously. I remember when there were different departments. I missed that shit. Yep. And we, we got to choose our own playlists. And we sold so much shit. Yeah. Just from playing it in the store. And now you can't do that. Yeah. Well, shit, HMV, from what I understand, they're closing. Eh? Yep. A whole bunch of my friends are out of jobs. That's such a bummer. But, I mean, a lot of us left a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Because it's... It, People don't buy CDs anymore. Yeah. So the the company had to change, and the atmosphere got a little more, uh, like working for Darth Vader. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. So, but it still kind of tugs on the heartstrings a bit yeah. to see them tank like that. Yeah, they're one of the last like um, major chains where you can get physical copies of music. Mm-hmm. I can't off the top of my head. I can't think of like a. a a franchise where you can do that. Oh, well, Moondance is still going. Oh yeah, like there's there's tons of indie shops, which yeah. is great, and I hope that they keep going indefinitely. Yeah, because uh, that's kind of the last bastion of physical copies. I think we might just have to admit defeat at some point. I don't want to. Like, I like I like reading the little booklet. Yeah, me too, man. You know, I don't. I know I, I'm I read stuff the you thank you like. notes. I do too. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, this band's friends with that band. Yeah, like, it's great. It's the it's... nerdiest shit ever. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. I was gonna say, but it's awesome. But no, you're, it's it is. Yeah, and you read like what gear they use and shit yeah. like that. It's part of the experience. Totally. I mean, that's one thing I'll give vinyl right there. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those album covers are just fucking awesome. Right. Do you... Iron Maiden Power Slave album cover. Holy fuck, fuck. Yeah. Like fuck yeah. That looks good on a. 12 inch piece of cardboard yeah know? and it's it's sure a, it does a much more immersive thing to and look at that while you're listening to your album open and shit and you're like yep. whoa do you remember the band hawkwind where, yeah fuck yeah 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 let me where let me came from mm-hmm. um they had some of the coolest fucking album art that you could like you would pull out of not just the the big cardboard sleeve but they would have these huge posters and if you held it up to the light the image from the other side would kind of come through and it would kind of fuck with the image on on Get the, the, on the side here. yeah yeah uh my father-in-law has a couple of hawkwind hmm. um records and and um he was like do you know this band i'm like yeah that's fucking lemmy came from that band he's yeah. like what i'm like yeah no totally i was like check the line i mean he got fired for being busted with uh speed instead of acid yeah pretty and they're much. like you do the wrong drugs get get out they fucking left him at the canadian border uh, how fucked up they is that they just left right? him and drove to toronto and I, just, I think he still made the gig did he really i think so shit that dude, <laughs> that dude was a bad motherfucker oh man that is a loss yeah uh i know right, right? there it's only gonna get worse man i know you thought 2016 was bad yeah all the people that we like are older than us i know oh man that was that was although i will say there were a lot of rough losses like let me kill myself really bummed me out fucking scott wyland really bummed me out yeah i mean it wasn't unexpected well as shitty as that might sound to say uh fucking glenn fry uh kind yeah of bummed me out too because i i really like the eagles i mean god damn too many people just smoking like chimneys and i know right? getting cancer and shit mm-hmm. it's a bummer yeah i don't know i we're going to live to see all our heroes die. It's going to be really bad. I'm going to need days off work when the Rush guys start popping off. Oh, God. When the other Zeppelin guys start dying and the Black Sabbath guys start dying. I know, right? Oh. Oh, a couple months ago, it was actually my father-in-law told me that John Paul Jones had died. And I was like, no, he didn't. Oh. And I was like, I was like, no, 
no. So I was like, hey, I need internet access right now. Yeah, no shit. And I had to get online and check it out. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's not fucking funny. And he's like, oh, sorry, man. I thought he did. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Fact check, dude. Like, I know, Almost right? gave me a heart attack. Like, I was, I'm like, my eyes are welling up and shit. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. It's oh, crazy. Man. It's weird how attached you get to people, that even if you haven't I met know, them right? before. You know, you're just like, no. Well, that's I mean, what my they hero. what they do becomes part of who you are. Yeah, it totally. doesn't matter if you've met them or not. Like, yeah, absolutely. I don't know what they I don't know what they're like <laughs> as people. Me neither. But besides, you know, just through interviews or whatever. Well, yeah, and yeah. that could be like a totally contrived image. Yeah, who knows, right? It could you, be. I mean, could be. Fake. You might not know, but that's not important. No. What's it's... What's important is you know these people's body of work. Yeah. And the time in your life in which you heard it yeah and and uh how it moves you i mean yeah totally obviously when when the person that made this part of you goes i mean that's gonna be fucking rough yeah man. totally well shit i remember f- like i started crying and then uh what grade was i in i was in high school uh, when dime died yeah like uh, I was wearing I was wearing my uh, Vogler uh, Vogler Display of Power shirt. Nice. And um, the other uh, some other dude was wearing the shirt, you know, with just the Black Panther on it. Yep. Um, came in, I was like, yeah, and he's like, solidarity, and I was like, what do you what What do you mean? <laughs> he's like, well, Dime died, and I was like, that's not fucking funny. Yeah. Same kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't that. Uh, uh. He's like, no man, he was he was killed. Like I think it was the night before. So I ended up actually taking the rest of the day off. So I just skipped the rest of my classes and just kind of bummed around downtown, just like walking around, like crying to myself. That was People rough. Were like, that dude's a freak. That was rough. Yeah, that was a hard day. Like, holy shit. I mean, I, I hadn't really been listening to Pantera anymore. Right. Um, They had long, they'd, they'd been broken up. Oh, yeah. Uh, they put out that Damage Plan album, which was bad. You didn't like that? No. I thought it had moments. It had moments. I have a copy of it. Yeah. yeah. But, uh. I probably do somewhere, but yeah, but uh, it still bummed me out. Yeah, because I listened to a lot of Pantera in high school. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, Slayer was on a bit of a break after Dave Lombardo left, right. so I needed something. There wasn't going to be any new material from them yeah. for a little while. Yeah, yeah. So Pantera was the right band at the right time, and they were a totally new take. Yeah, totally on the genre too, which was nice. So I, I was really into them for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not so much now. It's not really my thing. Tastes change as you get older. Oh, right? for sure. Totally. And uh, I got to be honest with you. Sometimes the fans wreck it for me, too. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like, oh, um. man. Like, not saying every Pantera fan is, is like some kind of redneck or whatever, but it's uh, it's an alarming trend. <laughs> And Slayer too. I remember. I remember when it became cool for jocks to like Slayer. Yeah, that took the fun out of it. And you couldn't go to a show without some asshole just wrecking it for you. Yeah, they're they're there to just hurt people. Oh man, uh, I know. Well, shit. Uh, just in December, Amber and I went to see Clutch in Toronto. I don't. Nice. I don't know if you listened to them. Yeah, very I, saw, much, but... I saw them open for for Motorhead. Oh, yeah, with my mom. Wow, that's yeah, cool. That's <laughs> was, very cool. Great. Actually, uh, oh no, it was it was Meg's parents actually that I was uh, talking to. Um, we played a show and 
Uh, they were actually at the Colin James show too. Yeah. Yeah. We were sitting right behind them. Oh, right and, on. And then they like basically followed us to our show because we had a we had a gig directly after. Oh, nice. But um, yeah. Uh, so sorry, I got confused. I was like, oh yeah, I I've met you, but I haven't. No, I don't uh, think you have. No, I oh, don't well. think so. Anyway, but that's awesome that she went to a fucking metal show with you. Oh yeah, that's... we've been to a few. That's it, it took her cool. 50 years, but she, yeah. she became cool eventually. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we, I, we, me and my mom have gone to see Megadeth, uh, Motorhead. Wow. We saw Megadeth and Motorhead on the same bill Wow! Uh, in Oshawa. Um, our seats sucked. We, yeah. So we, we walk in there and we just go to the bar yeah. and uh, get a couple of drinks. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go find out where our seats are. And it's like all way the fuck on the opposite side of the arena. And the, the yeah. spot that we had, we had a table at the bar. And that was better than our seats. So we just never even went to our seats. Oh we just God. watched the show from the bar. <sighs> but yeah, me and my mom have seen a, we've seen a few bands together. And she's come to see my death metal band when we, when we would come nice. and play Peterborough and stuff like that. I mean, she hates that shit, <laughs> but I mean, she understands the technical merit and you know, sure. she, she respects it because I like it. Right. Even though it, it sounds like a jet engine to her. Sure. Does your mom play at all? Uh, we were having this conversation a couple weeks ago, actually. She used to play piano when she was a kid. Oh, cool. And she still has a piano. It's really out of tune. It drives sure. me crazy. But um, me and Meg were just up there a few weeks ago, and I don't know how, but we talked her into playing it for a little bit. And she's still got some chops. Cool. So I was like, what the fuck, man? Pick it back up again. Like, Yeah, why not? Yeah. Right? That's really cool. So then, obviously, like, you were pretty well encouraged then to play for, music for the most part for the most part sure i'm yeah i mean i'm sure everybody's got a few of those moments where they're like put it down and go fucking mow the lawn or you know do yeah. your homework or you, you gotta get a, a job of some kind or something like yeah. that see i had that down yeah I, I had my first job when i was 12 my dad got nice. me a job at the golf course that he worked at oh cool so and i had to buy all my own gear and oh nice. all my own cds and stuff like that i didn't have to pay rent or pay bills but if i wanted anything else i had to pay for it yeah 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 such an awesome lesson and i intend on being the exact same type of parent yeah but uh yeah i mean they never tried to talk me out of playing music sure um it doesn't help that i was playing like the most obnoxious shit I've ever heard. <laughs> you know yeah. like there my my bedroom was my bedroom wall butted up against the family room so they're oh, okay. trying to watch tv and i'm on the opposite the opposite side of this super thin drywall wall jamming along with sepultura or something like that right you know <laughs> you can only endure that for so long but yeah yeah that, i mean they were as supportive as any metalhead's parents could <laughs> right right a little different than like if you know you were playing dixieland or something yeah yeah <laughs> oh man my grandfather he he played my <clears throat> grandfather played guitar oh cool um he didn't really pick it up that much by the time I came along, right, we we jammed together a couple times, but I was just little. I was like twelve, just right. starting out, so I didn't really, I couldn't hang. Yeah, so we didn't uh, we didn't play together all that much. But I would always fuck around on his guitar every time I came over to his place. He had this old, uh, just post war, uh, Gibson, like uh, electric Ooh. acoustic, like uh, it was like a three thirty five, but it only had yeah. one cutaway on it. Oh, cool. We never did figure out what it was exactly or how much it was how much it was worth that's crazy but, i bet uh, it'd be worth a bundle now i would go over there with my long hair and play like fight fire with fire on it or <laughs> something like that and he's like when are you gonna learn some real music <laughs> he's like there's no money in that shit 
<laughs> you gotta play waltzes and polkas and stuff that people like to dance to. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, Grandpa. Yeah. But uh, again, he he never tried to talk me out of it or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Just... And my my mom came to see my final recital at Humber, and so did my sister. And so nice. I mean, yeah, they've been pretty supportive. That's cool. But I was I was really the only real like musician in my family that was really serious about it. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, so it was kind of I was kind of isolated that way, and sure. I was the only one of my friends that was. My, like my active circle of friends that was you know trying to learn an instrument and stuff like that oh wow so i did a lot of stuff on my own yeah like just crazy reading, reading books and reading guitar magazines and stuff like that oh wow huh that's that's cool that you were able to kind of do that like at least for me growing up like all my siblings play i the younger ones to a certain extent i mean Devin plays for real but, yeah um <coughs> But I always had that built in. And then um, I didn't have great social skills as a kid. I used to... Yeah, those came later. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they could still use some work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine definitely could. Nobody right. nobody hires me for my personality. <laughs> that way. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. That's weird. I don't know. I, I, I feel like we get along fine. Yeah, we get along fine. But... Uh... I can be a bit of a ball buster sometimes. I'm the ball sure. buster in the band. Yeah, that's fine. Actually, dude, like, I had a If you show really... up and you don't have your shit down, I'm going to be visibly annoyed. Yeah. And that's that's probably the Humber guy yeah. coming out in me there. Because, sure. I mean, you don't have a lot of spare time in music school. you got to be working on shit, and you're going to yeah. perform it in the auditorium. Yeah. And Andy Pride's going to be mixing you, and people are going <laughs> to be watching. So yeah. get your shit down. Yeah. So that's I, I can be a bit of a hard-ass that way. Yeah, well, and, uh, yeah, a bit. I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of it because it was just the Dave show. But yeah. um, I had a great time doing that with you. I'll, yeah, because say, you knew your shit. Well, by the time you showed up, I did. <laughs> the first practice, I really underestimated the um, learning curve for singing Dave it's Matthews. It's tricky stuff, man. It's bizarre. That's the, Very main, bizarre. the main reason I, I agreed to do that gig. Yeah. Well, besides, Beth was like, she wanted me to play like so bad. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. I, and I knew, I knew that I would have fun because it's tricky and I don't get to play a lot of tricky shit all that often. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the kind of thing I listen to all the time. Sure. But that gig turned me on to a lot of stuff. Yeah. So was, me too. I'd never listened to Matthews before that. I listen to him voluntarily now sometimes. Yeah. And even, even then it's, it's not a lot of his stuff is not quite up my alley. But. Sure. Yeah, but he's got some good right players. Stuff. Yeah, good and that was fun. That, that is the most fun gig I've played in this town in a very long time. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad you had it. I had a great time. I, one of my favorite memories of doing that was one of the rehearsals. And <laughs> just on the topic of sometimes being a ball buster, mm -hmm. <laughs> you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure I do. <laughs> when Beth was like, what's that What's that note? And you're like, I don't know. I only had time to learn my parts. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. I still laugh at that. Oh, God damn. That made me laugh so fucking hard. And I still do. Cause I was just, and I feel kind of bad because I like, <laughs> I just, uh, I couldn't hold it in. It was like, that was so funny to me. And I didn't feel like you said it in a shitty way. No, I mean, but was, <laughs> and I didn't mean it in a shitty way. <laughs> but like, God but, damn. Oh, fuck. That still cracks me up so hard. I was like, I was crying when you said that. Like, I'm that just a sarcastic guy yeah. all around. Oh, fuck. That just, 
Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> well, Still hey, to this man. day, and that was like two. What was that? Two years ago? Uh, some, you... Something. It was uh, not last November, but the November before. It's been all. It's yeah. been like a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. But like, goddamn, <laughs> like. That cracked me up so fucking hard, man. And it still does. I still think about that every once in a while. It's like, I only died, had time to learn math. Oh, hey, man. I've, I've had plenty of <sighs> shit said to me. Oh, sure. And deservedly yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you got to stay humble. And yeah. yeah. If, you're, yeah. if you're fucking up and you're, you're causing trouble for your bandmates, you know, if, I'm, if I ever do that, just uh, putting it out there, if I'm playing like shit with you on a gig, say something to me, please. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, there's, you know, there's very little growth gained from false praise. Yeah. Right? So. Right? And, I mean, I could sometimes word things a little more delicately. <laughs> I think a lot of us probably could. I mean, I'm not like the dude in Whiplash. Have you seen Whiplash? Yeah. Oh, my God. That movie gave me stress because um, I don't want to say his name on the show, but um, my principal instrument teacher kind of looks like jk simmons <laughs> now like the dude never threw anything at me and he like was obviously nowhere near as insane as that but yeah. i used to get uh panic attacks every friday before oh, i went into his class i'd hyperventilate into a brown bag and then after his class i'd go home and cry for about an hour wow and then i would practice for the rest of the day but <sighs> i don't i mean <laughs> i don't get that method of teaching man i don't like, either uh, yeah, you have to lean on people sometimes. Yeah, you have to be kind of a, you have to be kind of a jerk sometimes. Yeah, because because it can be a good motivator. Yeah. Oh yeah. I ha I definitely. But you gotta keep that. what you're doing in perspective, man. Oh, for sure. You're not curing <clears throat> fucking cancer here. Right. You're just playing music. Yeah. You're just a person, and your student yeah. is just a person, and you have no fucking right to talk to them like that. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, that I didn't like Whiplash. Yeah. Because it, I didn't <clears throat> like that music teacher. I'm like, yeah. you're just a fucking music teacher, man. Yeah, don't be I mean, such a dick. That's an important role, but yeah, yeah. These kids are paying your bills. Like, you can't talk to them like that. Yeah. Lean on them a bit, sure, but yeah. There's a there's a bit of a difference between you know trying to light a fire under somebody's ass yeah. and you know <laughs> what what that movie was. <laughs> yeah, Big like that was just but, extreme. Yeah. Now, like again, my experience was nowhere near a fraction that bad. But but it used to I used to freak out every time before I go in. And uh, although it did kind of give me this like, fuck you, I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like that in that improv class I was talking about. Oh yeah. Not because the teacher was a prick. No, no, but just uh, well, not always. <laughs> but uh, because I knew that I was really bad at improv, and right. I knew that every time I went in that class, I was gonna get fucking owned. Right. So, but it's good for you. Yeah, you totally. gotta stay humble, man. Yeah, no matter who you are, how big you get, you gotta yeah. stay humble. Yeah, it's a, it was a very good experience uh, to have that ego shatter. Um, and I, I use this uh, metaphor a lot. I know my place on the totem pole now. Yeah, you know. Whereas when I first went in, I was like, oh, I've been playing in bars since I was fourteen, <laughs> and I've been making money, and then, 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 and then it's just like, no, shut the fuck up, sit down and listen. Oh it's man. Like, Okay. I'll never forget it. I took uh, music business when oh, I was shit. at Humber. Rick Emmett from Triumph was the teacher. Right. And uh, that guy's seen some shit. Yeah. And uh, so for the very first day, he passes out this quiz. And uh, it's not, you're not getting graded on it or anything like that. It's just a bunch of questions about the music industry. And 
and you know what you know. You write down what you know, and I thought I I I thought I knew what I was talking about. I got like f- maybe like four out of thirty questions right. Whoa! Like when you realize how little you know. Yeah. It's pretty liberating. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's it's pretty awesome, and that, and that's why it plays into like why I can sometimes be a dick at gigs, <laughs> and band rehearsals, and ah, stuff like that, it. because like you can't phone it in. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't like it when people phone it in. No, me neither. Uh, Everybody s- does eventually. Sure. I mean, you're gonna have off nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally. You're gonna work like a grueling eight hour day at work and then drive straight to your gig and play for another four hours or whatever. That's going to happen. Yep. And sometimes you got to phone it in, but at least care about doing a good job. Yeah, totally. You know? Well, yeah, you got to have pride. So in what I think you're doing. if I, if, if I, if I'm in a professional situation with somebody and I don't think that they care about doing a good job, goddamn right. I'll be an asshole to them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not, I'll be a nice asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what though? That's that's good because sometimes I, um, in the past, not so much anymore. But I used to bite my tongue way too much about stuff, and I'd get walked all over. Oh, I don't bite it enough. These uh, days. <laughs> I've been I've been getting better, and I used to have a real problem with uh, turning stuff down too. But recently, I've been getting better at doing that too. If it's just something that I, if I have no interest, now I'll, now I'll actually come out and be like, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't know. Do you, that took a long time. I find it. I've. I've turned down gigs. Yeah, sure. And uh, I find as long as you're just frank with people. Yeah. Like, I mean, people like what they like. I mean, whoever's asking you to play this gig obviously has their own personal preferences. For sure. Stuff that they would rather not play. Yeah. yeah and totally. so I just figure that if I say, hey, man, no thanks, that's not really that's not really my thing. Yeah. Usually people are okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was always in this weird place of... Uh, didn't want to disappoint people didn't want to come off as but who knows yeah. right i'm but i'm like or used to be not as much anymore i used to be wicked self-conscious like yeah. i'm getting i'm getting better but i don't know i think that's why i like being on stage so much is i have this constant need of reassurance that i haven't you know like wasted my life i so think it's it like, might be the one time the, the the one situation where i actually feel like i know what i'm doing yeah right and even then, not always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Like, when, like, so much of life sometimes can just feel like you're flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah, no kidding. But, like, I don't know. When I'm, when I'm on a stage and I got a bass strapped on, I, I feel for those, those moments, I'm, I'm actually in control of things. Yeah. Which yeah. is a nice feeling to have occasionally. Yeah, no kidding. I also find, at least for me, um, that playing with people you you get this cool bond too, oh shit yeah where like i i have i have non-musician friends that you know uh well i have two <laughs> no <laughs> yeah all my friends are musicians and yeah. bartenders yeah i i'm just it's weird i don't know what to talk to people about when if it's not about music which is, i know right yeah like what i don't know what other people do with the rest of their day nope. <laughs> I just try not to put myself in situations where I have to talk to people that aren't into music. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, so, oh, um, 
Breathing's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. you know. Like, sure is warm out today. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst, right? I do it too. Yeah. Everybody does. Oh, I know, for like, sure. You got to play nice with, like, extended family members and stuff like that. But, like, you know, you see them at Thanksgiving and they're like, so what's new? And you're like, oh, this thing with my band. And they're like, uh. Yeah. And they just want to tune right out. And you're like, all right, never mind then. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I find the, fast, the, the fastest ticket to misery is expecting people to, to understand what you do yeah oh for to, sure to support what you do i mean if they do that's great but yeah i don't think you should ever oh no expect I, it i've i've given up on people understanding what i do a long time what if ago. it wasn't what if it wasn't music what if you were trying to open a restaurant would you expect your friends and family to eat at your fucking restaurant every night no totally not like that's not realistic oh i know i know. so you know i just if if my friends show up to my gigs, that's cool. Yeah, abs- yeah, it's it's that's, it's that's such fun. a nice surprise. Yeah, I like it when other musicians in town come out to gigs. Yeah, even though I'm such a hypocrite and I never leave my house unless I absolutely have to. I was gonna say that's not entirely but, true though. You've come out. You you've seen me play a few times. Yeah, a few times. Every time like, you walk into, I'm like, oh no. Especially if you're having a bad night, like yeah. if you're having a bad gig and some musician in town that you already have a rapport with like say you walk in or rico walks in i'm like fuck yeah there's somebody else in the building that actually gets what we're doing yeah totally you know it's yeah i totally get that i i have a weird duality when you and rico walk into a room i'm like (laughs) yeah oh no oh get the fuck out of here no well just i don't know you guys are better than me so like i know well okay it's not a competition no i don't i'm not I, i don't mean it in that regard i just like i said i i i feel like i'm pretty aware of where i sit on the totem pole and you guys have better chops than i do yeah we have things that we can we have things that we're good at well yeah okay you know, I can do some shit that Rico can't do, and he can do some stuff that he can do very, very many things that I can't do. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you've got some tricks that I don't have. Maybe, maybe. You know, you're just you don't don't compare yourself well, to your peers. No, you're it's just gonna make yourself miserable. No, no, and it, it, I'm I don't know if it's a comparison. It's just now it's like now I got to really be on my game because they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna catch it. Well, if I maybe fucks. I'll throw some neat, some neat shit in there, you know, some base dorky shit. Yeah, right. So, it's like, hey guys, I wouldn't normally play this, but now that you're here, I'll put something in that only a bass player would enjoy. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's nobody. Nobody else will understand that bond. Like, yeah. No non musicians will never understand. Like, if you're usually on stage, but yeah. if you're like having you're totally vibing off somebody oh like yeah a good drummer oh. a good drummer makes our job so much easier it's the best thing in the and world. those nights where everything is in the pocket and you don't have to worry about it yeah, and you don't man. have to drag along a drummer that's not fucking on time or something like that once when everything's yeah. clicking and and you know what each other are gonna do like me yeah. and will lawson yeah in the, the chris collins band i always just know what he's gonna do yeah. And he knows what I'm going to do because we've been playing together for a long time. Yeah. You guys are in Vern's Comb together too, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm I actually on the 11th. I'm, I think I'm filling in for you. Really? I think so. Oh, nice. Were you not, you're on, unava- were you not unavailable? Oh, maybe. I don't remember. Okay. Oh, if well, you, hey, have fun. Okay. I don't want to steal your gig. That's, that's fine, man. All right. I just, uh, maybe double check. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 double check that. Because like, is if you can take it, fucking, it's your you know you're in that band. You should take the show. But I feel like I'm, 
I feel like I'm no, uh, You're yeah. talking about March 11th? Yeah. Uh, it looks like I'm busy. Okay. So, yeah. yeah okay. It's, it comes down to who gets me first, really. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, yeah. Um, the non-musicians not understanding the, the, the bond that, that we get. Yeah. Totally. Um, they'll just never get it. And I'm, yeah. sure there's, I'm sure there's plenty of other things that, that we would never get. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't get a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, yeah. But those nights where everything's clicking. Like, even if it's just you and the drums that are clicking, that's the most important part. I mean, come on. Yeah, let's face it. But uh, guitar, it's it just reminds you why you do it. Yeah, and totally. and you just get this this telepathic connection with this yeah, other person, man. right? And it's it's fucking weird. You know, I love that though, eh? Like, especially like if somebody like again, if the drummer like does this like kind of slightly different yeah. rhythm thing under a solo and you're like oh yeah let's ride that wave yeah you know oh, for that's sure. the i love that shit um and I, I can't explain it either like just he'll do some fill that's completely off the wall syncopated mm. and i just i play the same thing yeah yeah, and yeah i don't yeah. know how that happens yeah it's weird we didn't work it out beforehand like we there's we do a lot of stuff on the fly yeah 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 so they're but, more improv. Yeah. There you go. Well, even um, like the cover tunes that we do, unless there's like certain riffs or runs that really should be played yeah. exactly the way they are. For sure. I'm just making it up. Yeah. I do that a lot too. Like, I mean, there's certain tunes where like, um, it's just a super signature bass line. And yeah. It's like, ah, well, I should probably stick to that. You have to play Tom Sawyer the way it is on the record. Yes, you do. You know, and that's yes, you do. just not negotiable. Yeah. You have to do the Lemon Song bass solo the way it is on the record. Fuck yeah. You know? Fuck yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, actually, uh, for for a long time, too, I was very... Just because I love the bass line to uh, Live and Love and Made. Yeah. I would I, I learned that note for note. And that was the way I was like, this is how it's fucking done. Yep. So, like, there, there are a handful of tunes that I will 100% play it to the record. Um, the solo section in uh, Black Betty... That Ram Jam yeah. does. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Like, it just it, it, that feels like the best option. Like, yeah. If, like, what else could you play? Right. If it's like you know, if you get into a situation where you're like, oh, this would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, awesome. I'll I'll take that avenue. But then there there are definitely tunes where it's like, there's nothing better that would fit here. Mm-hmm. Like even as simplistic of a tune as it as it is, Longview. Yeah. Like that bass that's the right that's what you play. That yeah, that is the right baseline, right? So well even uh, like and like the really simple stuff, yeah. like whole notes. Yeah. Just hit a note and let it ring for a few bars yeah. or just do just do eighth notes on the root for yeah. the whole fucking song. Yeah. If that's what it calls for. Yeah, yeah. Um one of the bands I'm in, uh Northern Soul, we do a uh, wild one by oh, yeah. Iggy Pop. Yeah, and it's yeah. just eighth notes on the root the whole fucking song. It's the yeah. most boring bass line ever. <laughs> and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you got to do, though. What else yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. You can't walk on that song. Yeah. That wouldn't you know, sound like, right. No. You just... <laughs> You'd ruin you it. You just hold down the low end with the drums, and that's your job. Yeah. And there you go. And voila, the song sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I used to have a problem with overplaying. I still do, depending on how baked I get. Yeah. <laughs> but... um I mean, lucky for me, there's a lot of opportunity to stretch out yeah. in a lot of the stuff that we play. For sure. 
so I, I get a couple solos a night usually and nice. i just get it out of my system there and try and keep it tasteful for the rest of the night yeah 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 that's yeah that's definitely something that uh the last like couple of years i uh <coughs> especially when i first came out of school yeah it was like i want to make everything as technically crazy as i possibly yeah. can and then well it has to be fun for you too oh sure i mean if you get off playing tricky stuff yeah. which I think both of us definitely do. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you, you try and throw it in there where you when you can to make yeah. it fun for yourself, but yeah, yeah. you got to know if you're wrecking the song or not. Yeah. And I think that just comes with experience. Oh yeah, totally. And you know, it, it it took a couple of times of people being like, "You got you got some licks, man, but like maybe maybe save them." That's another conversation yeah. that Lindsay and I had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's she taught me a lot about just dialing it back a little bit. Yeah. And it's good because now I don't feel like an idiot when I watch live footage of myself anymore. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, look at me. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I still have this problem with, I'll see pictures of like, I make the dumbest fucking faces. Oh shit. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, you just have to trust. Right. You just have to trust that the people aren't going to post those ones. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of those some, are on Facebook. There's though. been some nights out where I was taking photos of my friends or whatever, and I took a look at them the next day, and I was like, I'm just going to delete these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the nice thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, uh, actually, um, I have to thank you, too, because um, you got me the spot in Lindsay's band. I while, while suggested I was... you. I personally recommended you. Yeah, yeah. That I was... figured that you would, you would do a great job. I had a and lot you of do fun. a great job, so there you go. Thanks, yeah, yeah, I had a, I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, and I knew that you were a good dude, and that yeah. they wouldn't fucking hate being around you. Yeah. Like, trapped in a van with somebody you don't like. It's yeah, that, the worst. Yeah, that gets old fast. <laughs> no, it just, it was a no-brainer. I didn't even think about well, it. I appreciate that, man. It uh, it meant a lot um, to, to get that recommendation. And, because, uh, I mean, I I'm surprised I that you took like... it, quite frankly. Why is I, that? I, I, well, I, I said to them, I'm like, he's probably going to say no because he's in like fucking six bands already. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you should ask him. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And it was, uh, it was funny too because, uh, at that time when I was playing, I was, uh, Lindsay made it six bands at, oh, the, shit. at, at the time, which is funny. But, um, no, and it was a lot of fun and it was, it was cool to, um, cause I'd heard you play a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, okay. I kind of remember some of what you were doing and some of it I don't do according to the record. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was, that was the other thing too. And I was like, Lindsay uh, was really, was always really cool with that. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. have to learn everything note for note. Like if I had an idea that I thought would sound better, yeah, then I was, I was totally encouraged to bring it in. Yeah. Yeah. She, and she told me the same thing. I, I, really I think cool. they liked what I was doing. They never told me otherwise. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> fuck. I always liked the way you were playing that stuff. Like, so. uh, Ghost Town. Do you, you guys still play Ghost Town? Uh, we we were. Um, we haven't we haven't played a show in a while. Oh yeah, that's true. But, but uh, uh, that one, I was like, this song needs a fucking low B string on it, and it needs a fretless. Like, yeah. It needs a, this needs a fretless five or six string on it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how I played it. That's awesome. And, uh, I man, I totally agree too because I wanted that low B so bad in that song. Anytime I play in B minor, yeah, I just I think of ways to put that in there yeah, yeah sparingly sure sure you can't overuse it if you overuse it it stops being heavy yeah totally and then it just kind of turns into the norm yeah which... there's there's like songs where um like i won't even hit it until the very last note of the song just yeah. for that that last chord at the end just yeah 
You just, get that rattle all the way up your spine. Just a conscious effort. Because I had a problem with that in school. Yeah. Because I had that six-string bass, right? Right. And I was like Captain Metalhead. <laughs> so I was always way down low. And yeah. uh, they, I, my teachers were like, you got to open things up a little bit here, man. Like, yeah. Because we're playing just through these little combos in school. And it doesn't really translate all yeah, that well. The, sure. snare, the snares rattle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just got to explore your neck a little <clears throat> bit more, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's, uh, yeah, fuck. I don't know. I really dig the way you play. Right on. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Um, I think we've been at this for like a couple hours. So, uh, wondering. Yeah, it's been a couple hours. We should maybe, maybe wind her down here, wrap it up. Is that okay. Cool? Yeah, man. Sure. I I know you got shit to do today, so. That's fine. I it's uh this is about the amount of time I was expecting to be here. Okay. So not awesome. Cool. You know, um, and there's no. I mean, I wouldn't want to put the brakes on a good conversation yeah oh no me neither sorry uh, i rambled so much ah fuck i ramble all the time too that's i mean that's the fun of a podcast you're not like locked in to anything it can be organic yeah and natural because i don't know like i'm just having of... a hard time thinking about anybody that wants to listen to my ass talk for two hours people will listen. whatever hey they'll listen uh, thanks <laughs> um I know you brought your bass. Would you I want, did. Do you want to play something? Yeah, we can bash something out if you want. Sure. Fucking a. Um. All right. Let's let's pause this and okay. we'll reset. All right. All right. Cool. cool. We'll be right back. Okay. okay. Thank mm-hmm. you.
dates coming up uh i had some fucking bum notes in there for sure <laughs> let me see so did i don't worry about it that was only playing chords you were actually soloing oh my next i don't have anything else for the rest of the month unless something comes up last minute cool february 10th in lakefield nice uh what's the uh, venue canoe and paddle okay that's pretty much the only place to play uh, yeah, that, that is true. February 10th? Yeah. All right, February 10th at the Canoe and Paddle. You can catch Jay Cockrell with... Northern Soul. Northern Soul. Yeah. All right, cool. You got a website for that? Oh, uh, a Facebook page? We have a Facebook page. It's called Northern Soul Unofficial. Oh, because okay. there, there is a band called Northern Soul somewhere in the States or something. And oh, shit. We can't call ourselves that. So of course. Northern Soul Unofficial. All right. That's like classic rock stuff, bar tunes. Kick ass. Good times. All right. Cool. Thanks, man. Great, man. That was fun. Okay. All right. We'll catch you cats later. Peace.